Okay, go. Yeah. Um, you, you've been in uh, in comics for a really long time. Uh, how and where did you get your start? I read very few comics when I was young. And uh, I went to college to study design. And while I was at uh, college, we used to have people coming in from the outside. One day this woman came in uh, and projected images on a large screen and they were of comic covers so it was Ditko, Busema the main was the stuff. first time yeah. I saw comics as an art form not just as a, uh, a pastime it worked out that Barry Windsor Smith had gone to the same college uh, as I was attending right, yeah, I, I keep forgetting he is British uh, well, as well, yeah. Yeah. but he probably still is but. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes but uh, I mean, he, he, uh, he, he doesn't live in, in Britain anymore. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And um, I used to see, I, when I started, then I started picking up comics. And I saw this comic Conan at uh, the train station on the way to college. And I went into college. And the teacher said to me, well, Barry was a Smith. He left a year ago. <laughs> he was here at the same college. And then I got a chance to see sort of photocopies of his work, and it was fantastic. So in a way, he was the comic artist that inspired me in the direction of comics. So uh, because he was British, he sort of indirectly informed you, you can do this, yeah. you can work for No, it's, I just admired the style. I just, right, uh, yeah. it wasn't, uh, um, because I never made any attempt to work in America. <clears throat> I was already working in uh, England uh, doing illustration, but I was interested in comics. But there wasn't, and there, there wasn't really an industry that one could guarantee a living in England. <clears throat> and uh, I was working for a magazine doing illustrations once a month, and they were in a very large office. And on another floor was uh, a guy who wanted to dead skin. He wanted to. Uh, produce a film magazine with comic content and he saw my work on for the illustration my illustrations for the other company and um, he said you know do you want to do comics and I said well yeah I would like to he said well it's a film magazine you can adapt any film that particularly interests you we were doing uh, the magazine was called House of Hammer <laughs> and so he said, if there's any Hammer films that interest you, and of course I loved uh, One Million Years BC, uh, Curse of the Werewolf, uh, Dracula, and Prince of Darkness. So I did, I adapted all of those. And that was my first real uh, full-time job in comics. So working on sequential. <laughs> working on sequential art. And... Um, from there, I then started doing comics for a, a, a weekly magazine, so I was full color. And that was seen by a, um, a, a reporter who worked for America. And uh, he did an interview with me for a comics journal. And then comics journal was seen by an editor in Marvel um, who rang me and wanted me to do it. I'm privileged that uh, people keep saying to me, yeah. what do you want to do? 
And you can do anything it's, it's, it's the story where if someone asks you, how did you break into comics? You'd say, well, not in a way you would. No, exactly. <laughs> I didn't try. Yeah. And, um, Are you getting this? Yeah. I sound like Donald Duck or oh, something. Yeah. You immediately went to work for Marvel. This is the um, the backups for the club. No, no, I did uh, King Cal. Ah, right. I did a one off uh, 52 pages, I can't remember, 58. Uh, yeah, those were more quarterly sort of yeah, books, quarterly right? magazine yeah. uh, books. I can't remember chronologically. I think it was from that. It was then Epic magazine. Yeah. And then Epic, Epic magazine. Yeah. yeah. Parada, Black Dragon, right. uh, Classic Excellent. Right, so you already knew uh, or worked with various... I was players. working with... Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't Chris sure Cameron. on the timeline. Yeah, that. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. either. But uh, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you work that out. You've got to do some work. And because Chris Fairmont is, a, is from Britain as well, originally. Uh, yeah, well, he's, his mother is. I mean, he's spent yeah, oh, most of his yeah, time yeah. in America. But uh, he's very English. And he's uh, a very, very sweet guy. And I'm I'm very lucky with the writers that I've worked with. I mean, so many, so many writers. You know, uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, Chris Claremont, Sam Raimi. Uh, you know, right across the board. That's um, yeah, and many more that I've forgotten. So um, uh, you mentioned Sam Raimi because th that was the adaptation of uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, an adaptation is just you you get a script, or or maybe not even. Like a filming script or even a preliminary script, and you work from that. But you you really collaborated with Sam Raimi. Yeah, I mean, well, yes and no. I mean, yeah. Sam uh, uh, Darkles approached me, and I I love Evil Dead, the first one, love Evil Dead too. <laughs> and uh, Sam uh, wanted it adapted in comic strip, and went to Dark Horse. Uh, very good friends with Mike Richardson, who owns Dark Horse. And uh, Sam and Mike decided to approach me to adapt it. And um, so this was Army of Darkness first. Uh, and what Sam did was, uh, I said yes and I started work. And the most amazing thing was uh, Sam was coming to London to promote a film. Can't remember which one. Not Spider-Man, that was much later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was probably another schlocky word. It wasn't Dark Dark Man. I can't remember right. what uh, what it was in between. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was Army of Darkness. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So anyway, he came uh, to London and he went to the BBC. <clears throat> but before he went there, he jumped in a cab and came to my house. And, uh, you know, wanted to meet me and, and talk about it. Okay. And he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And he, he said, I can only stay for half an hour. And then two hours later, the BBC rang. <laughs> <laughs> when he had the cab waiting outside, oh, okay. he said, I have to go. <clears throat> and uh, what was amazing, he kept calling me sir throughout the whole uh, period he was there. And he was fantastic. Right. Really. He's, a, he's an American redneck and you're a distinguished English gentleman. That's what I like to think. <laughs> <laughs> he 
it's better. That's better than the other way around. And this was this was two hours of, of him convincing you to do. No, no, no. I had already said yes. This was okay. just two hours of us meeting and chatting and showing him stuff. I guess. But I'm also lucky that nobody has ever said to me, "This is how I want you to do it." Uh, part of the uh, the privilege of, uh, if you like being who I am and what I do is they approach me because of what I do so they're not going to ask me to change yeah. if they do yeah. could you do this like Simon Bisley so? yeah exactly it's John Bolton on the line yeah. isn't yeah. Uh, sorry <laughs> why don't you get Simon <laughs> exactly I did work in advertising for a while but what I love about comics and what you don't have in advertising is Advertising, uh, they have an agenda. Obviously, they're selling something. Whereas comics, I'm selling me a story. Yeah. So it's I'm a in combination control. of the two. Yeah. I'm in control. Yeah. So you started out with, uh, or, or let's say, the, the direction of your work was King Cole, uh, Marada, and and. Uh, which is in the same sort of universe. Yes. Black Dragon, which is the uh, medieval it's style. It's fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that was a bit of a tone shift to go to these more personal, but still uh, superhero uh, backup features yeah. for classic X-Men. Which, which was an interesting lot. experience. But yeah. I'm not... I like Batman. I love Batman uh, the most. Everybody else... Um, I enjoy the films, but I don't know if that's what I want to draw. You yeah. know, it's uh, and, and the the films. Do you mean the uh, the X Men films? Or, ah, the X Men yeah. films. Yeah, yeah. I like so I, I like those, and I can enjoy those. But to draw something and commit yourself to drawing superheroes uh, beyond twelve pages. I mean, but even twelve pages a month. But at the same time, what Chris wanted to do was. Uh, the main story existed, but then let's take the uh, the main story as a, as a as a novel, for instance. And there might be a chapter in the middle of that novel that Chris wanted to explore. So that's what the end pages yeah, became. Yeah, and it was a fascinating uh, experience. Yeah, it's it's something uh, that you don't get anymore. Where, I don't think where you, you get, get these quiet times with yeah. the different characters. Exactly, the, you see how they develop. Into them more, yeah. I don't forget at um, at that time they had a uh, you know a commitment to do twenty two pages or whatever it was, so they couldn't spend uh, yeah. the the time to explore how Phoenix felt during that. Evolution and transformations. There, there was a plot to get to be gone yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. They, they were not fillers. They were exploring yeah. another element within the story that needed developing, and that's what was enjoyable. It was still fulfilling. It wasn't. It wasn't like supplying a bunch of pages that yeah. had no resonance. Yeah. They had uh, a reason to exist. So it's great. And you. Um, uh, I noticed this when I, when I pulled them out. Uh, you numbered the, the covers you did for yes. those backups. Yeah. Uh, the, the, for the, no reason. <laughs> well, there was a period that I did so many vampire paintings. I started to number those. 
and I think I did 37 in one year. It's an interesting uh, observation to yeah. see what you've done. An interesting bookkeeping thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not that, that was a priority. It was just it kept it kept us on track as well. My wife and I, Lillian. Yeah. Um, so uh, from from there, I guess uh, th 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 there's the um, uh, the uh, you you still got stuck on on Chris Claremont because yeah. you you followed him on um, Aliens versus Predator. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, a lot of other alien uh, covers. Yeah, it's uh, I think I told you yesterday when oh, I told somebody that uh, <coughs> I've done about thirty five. Uh, Alien related and Predator, I guess, yeah. related uh, covers, including paperbacks. Yeah, because I love the character so much. Um, and the, the way you, uh, we were talking about uh, how they always ask for you uh, and, and to do what you do and, and not um, uh, have it changed to the, resemble something else. I think you, you naturally came to resemble uh, Giger on those on those oh, covers. Absolutely. We, why, why would you the, change it? Yeah, and, and, and the, the, uh, using the same medium. I, I find this, for instance, if you look at how uh, Paul Pope approaches uh, a page or an illustration, he has a certain a certain way with, I think, brushes right. that, that you can see in other artists. And they'll say, oh, they're aping right. uh, um, uh, Pope. Well, I would look at it more now. They're using the same tools and coming to the same conclusion. Well, that was my... Uh, uh, my name, my goal. I didn't want to copy Giga. I wanted to uh, recreate whilst being faithful. Did you see the print that Dark yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that could almost be a scene from uh, the film. But, uh, but the alien is perfection. Why would you change it? Why? Would, I mean, you can... There were, I was asked later on when I was doing different covers to come up with different aliens as if because that was the content of the story uh, but um, I've always tried to be as true as possible one thing I should tell you is uh, after I'd seen Alien uh, I had a contact who uh, knew uh, Ridley Scott and, uh, another, another British uh, creator. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, uh, Ridley Scott is working on another film. Uh, could I come and maybe do storyboards? So we met up in uh, the middle of London with Ridley Scott and several other people. <clears throat> and Ridley Scott was going to do Dune, which was later done by David Lynch. Yeah, right. So I was thinking of doing the storyboards. I said yes straight away. I'm a big admirer of Ridley Scott. And um, in the end, he decided not to do Dune because the story is so so complex. And even even if you accept that Lynch approached Dune in a surrealistic manner, it was still a bit messy. You know, you could accept it on one level, but yeah. in the end, it wasn't uh, satisfactory because it's too big. It's, you know, the book's that thick, so. Anyway, so, you know, I've done storyboards. I've worked with um, John Landis. Uh, I designed a costume for, if you can call it that, for uh, Angelina Jolie in Beowulf. 
à la tante de dire à quand tu vas le faire. You mean you you airbrush the naughty bits? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't get that close. I, I offered my services. But um, no, sadly, it wasn't the case. No, I was in very early, <coughs> excuse me, very early on. And, I, and it was all very secretive, but nobody even knew that Angelina Jolie was going to be. Yeah, so you just, you just made, I just the made designs the, for that character. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I met up with Robert Zemeckis and. Uh, He said, right, you know, this is what we want to do. So we sat down and came up with designs. And uh, I said, okay, how would you like to finish this? He said, well, put the face of Gene Harlow on the character. So I never knew who yeah, it was yeah, going to be. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I've enjoyed working in films. But now it's just uh, shame. Shame is the only thing that really, really interests me at the moment. And, and why is that? Because the writing is fantastic, yeah. the story is complex, uh, it's almost impossible for me to to break it down to describe it. It would take Laverne to do that. <clears throat> Because, you know, the mother becomes the daughter, the daughter becomes the mother, the mother, so on and so forth. It, it becomes a very complex. And it, it isn't just tied to one period you know uh it's not set in the middle ages it's not pure fantasy it's it could almost be victorian so it's a conglomerate of so many different uh sort of genres i yeah, guess yeah influences maybe. yeah because influences because you know i mean They're sitting in a wagon and then there's a, a giant globe in the background that, you know, the world would have been flat. You understand so little things like that. Yeah. Uh, both Laverne and I are, are a great admirer of uh, Mervyn Peake. Uh, Titus Groan, I don't know if you've ever read it. Titus, uh, the Gorman Gas trilogy is, is brilliant. Again, an English writer. And... Um, The way the story develops, I would highly recommend Gorman Girls. Uh, sadly, the writer died before he could finish the third book. Yeah. And so it's finished by somebody else. But it's an amazing story because it's Dickensian, it's Dickens on acid, I think, the way it was described. Imagine a, imagine a Dickensian story, and in the third book, a, a Rolls Royce turns up for no reason whatsoever. That's kind of. The, uh, the influence, if you yeah, like, yeah. that I would, uh, you know, uh, pinpoint as, as a, a Bible to follow. And what Laverne has done is, he's written a story, I don't know what's going to happen next, and then something happens that's totally unexpected. Have you seen the breakdowns? I've the, seen, I've seen The little yes. black book. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can, uh, So with that, when you sit down and, and break it down and you've got the first book and the second book and then he sends you the script for the third book and you think, I had no idea that was going to happen. And I don't, I don't want him to tell me, I just want to yeah. read the script and, and, and Laverne is brilliant, absolutely. Yeah, but, um, He's as good as Neil Gaiman, right? Over your, over your career, you've always worked for the bigger companies. Uh, shame that, that you <coughs> state is the only thing you intend on 
continuing to do yeah. is with uh, it's it's almost self-published. It's a very small company. Yeah, <laughs> but Alexander Finber, who owns the company, it's as if uh, if we were superheroes, it would be the perfect thing. You have Laverne writing it, Alexander overseeing it, and me, and we're all. Uh, we're all, we have great belief in the in the product in the project, and the way it's working is we're all very happy, and it's uh, and it shows. Yeah. You know, uh, there's no there's no direction from anybody. It's just we all know what to do. I mean, there are some publishers I've worked for in the past that whilst you had the freedom to develop and use whatever technique you want to use, no problem there. They sometimes will go through how you've broken it down and say, well, this looks too close to that, almost as if they feel they have to have some input. Yeah, yeah. Well, really, they should. But yeah, and that, yeah, I guess that looks better that way. You, you mentioned that you're a, a big fan of, of Batman. Uh, you've done a Batman Man Bat? Yeah, uh, and Switch. And, and Switch, right, yeah. Um, uh, you, you um, and, and Man Bad is, is an Elseworld story, but I don't know if yeah. that matters to you. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No. Um, uh, or it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, you're, you don't have any intention of. of uh... <clears throat> well, it's a funny thing because uh, I, a writer and I, came up with an idea for a Batman. Very clever idea. It's uh, inspired by Luc Besson. Film, but it would have been ours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was going to do the penguin, and I'm not quite sure what happened. I think uh, you know, there's a lot of changes. Yeah, at the top of all the companies. Yeah, and I think in the end, it just fell by the wayside because the guy, the editor that we were approaching and talking with, moved, and so another one comes in, and when somebody else comes in. And other things come up, so yeah. I, just, I did something else. It, it, it's true that DC doesn't seem to have the same room for these special projects. It's, it's gone. It yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, the only painter they're interested in employing, quite right too, is Alex Ross, and that's why. Yeah. Again, it's superheroes. Uh, and and Vertigo doesn't seem like a, a very it, welcoming place anymore no. either. Well, I don't know. I don't yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah. I've been doing. Uh, you you did a lot of work for Vertigo, though. Yeah, I love working with Karen, yeah. but when they yeah. got rid of. So um, uh, we'll we'll end with your Vertigo uh, stint. So uh, the, um, the projects you did at Vertigo were uh, mostly at at um, Karen's behest. Um, yeah, uh, Karen came in at the beginning of uh, Vertigo. She yeah. came over. Yeah. and nurtured and uh, was a liaison for British artists. So in a way she was uh, symbolic and spearheaded every project for Vertigo. Everything had to go to me. Yeah. So yeah, quite right. She, uh, Karen and I were not sure about each other at first mm. and then we became great yeah. friends and I loved uh, that. Probably the, the oddest um, project you had at Vertigo was that Mensana book. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, where you, where your, your style was very different. Uh, or, or you combined <laughs> well, your, your more... Um, I think, it, but that was with a, an English writer. Yeah. 
who uh, was loved by one of the editors, and uh, so that's that that wasn't so much Karen. Karen would have approved it, but it was uh, uh, spearheaded, if you yeah, like, by yeah. uh, Shelley Bond. Yeah, more of a tough project of hers. She loved yeah. uh, Chris Fowler's writing. So. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and probably um, among your most famous uh, vertical work is uh, Books of Magic. Yeah. Which uh, was interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because I based the Timothy Hunter on my son, who wears at glasses. that time glasses yeah. and hair. And, and so we did skateboard. Yeah. So we did that. And then one day I walked into the newsagent. And on the front cover of a TV listings magazine was Harry Potter. And uh, the doing magic. Uh, uh, <laughs> with a parrot on his shoulder. And, uh, yeah, no, and I know. Yeah. That was quite a shock. And yeah. uh, I would have been quite happy to sue. But Books of Magic, uh, Harry Potter. Both owned by yeah, the same you know, company. Yeah. They're not going to sue themselves, yeah. so that you know. That, that's that's a sore point. So, so and, and uh, it, it is a sore point. For you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I've because, got over it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dwelling on it. No, because um, uh, it's so, so it, it worked out especially well for um, J.K. Rowling, less so for you, Noval. Well, you're doing all right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, happy. Yeah. But, but uh, as far as you're concerned, that was a clear infringement or. or well, you 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 work it out. I mean, I spoke to Neil. I mean, Neil would would be he would have his agent there, and he said, "Well, you know, it's it's more the Arthur, you know." So I was placated in a way because what he's saying is, you know, we're all taking ideas from the same pot, so. Yeah. That is, that is the, the, the conclusion they seem to have publicly come to uh, an yeah. uh, idea space and the whole thing. But, yeah, uh, so it, it's not that so much, it's the look. That's the problem, because that's mine. You know? I've often seen things that I've developed or created, because I like to create costume and design. So I've often done that, but I do see my things appear somewhere else. Because when somebody makes a film, what they do for inspiration for the creators within the film industry is they go out and buy books or pictures or prints or whatever, plaster it all over the wall, and uh, and the, the people working in the on the film use that for inspiration. I mean, I can sign what I know for a fact. I've seen after I've created it, I've seen it appear in a film. But, What's yeah. the point? And, and so long as it's, for instance, you created uh, all these 37 illustrations for Vampire, yeah. and they continue to use that, that is part of the well, no, they're mine. Uh, so, right. yeah. uh, so they I, have to get your permission to... Yeah, in fact, now and again, we've seen people use something, and we've argued, and uh, we're not Disney. No, no. But yeah. at the same time, we, we write to people to cease. And desist. You know, I, it's almost you, people feel that. Continue at last. I, I think the thing no, we're finishing now. We're finished. We're finished.
It's almost as if people feel that because it's out there, they can take it. And it's not possible. No. It's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll end on a, on a higher note. But yeah, it's not that negative. Yeah. It's just pointing out what yeah. happens. You know. So uh, th this book, Shame, is, is the first one in a series? It's a, this is a trilogy. It's, it's, a trilogy. it's been uh, collected. Yes. I'm currently working on the second book now, but I know what's going to happen in... So, Shame trilogy, and then it's Hope book one and book two, and then there's going to be more after that. Oh. All continuing the same. I want to say universe, but yeah. it's not that necessarily. It's not necessarily with the same characters, but in yeah, yeah. Well, they sort of. I'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll yeah. let uh, because okay. yeah, no. things happen. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Thank you very much for your time. You've been more than gracious. Thank you so I'm much. Sorry, uh, no, it's, it's it's all part of the game. Thank you. Thank you.